I'm Tyrus. I'm Liz Clayman. I'm Greg Jarrett. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, October 1st, 2020. I'm Trey Inks. Spanish officials have ordered a lockdown in Madrid amid rising coronavirus cases. A lot of people here are saying we're not even experiencing the second wave in Spain at the minute. What is happening is a continuation of the first wave, which was only interrupted because of lockdown. This is the Fox News Rundown global pandemic. Spain continues to battle coronavirus as a second wave sweeps the country. There is significant pushback to the new restrictions surrounding COVID-19 in Spain. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Spanish journalist Carlos Castellanos. Starting first in Jordan, where a second coronavirus lockdown is being considered. More than 5,000 cases were reported over the past two weeks. The Jordanians were one of the best in the region at handling the outbreak and are now imposing steep fines of more than $1,400 to people who violate quarantine rules. Now to Turkey that has seen more than 300,000 total cases of COVID-19. Turkey's health minister admitted this week that positive cases aren't being reported unless people have symptoms, meaning Turkey's true numbers aren't known. Turkey has implemented wider testing, including testing at major airports that can process thousands of people each hour. Finally, in Spain, 133,000 new cases were confirmed over the past two weeks. A third of those cases came from Madrid that is now entering a full lockdown. The Spanish capital has an infection rate of 780 people per 100,000. So will the new lockdown be enough for the Spanish people to curb the spiking infection rates? Well, yesterday, the government met with the regional governments to decide on whether there would be new restrictions imposed. This is Spanish journalist Carlos Castellanos. Most of the regions accepted the government's proposal for restrictions. Uh, Five regional governments voted against, including Madrid. Now, the new restrictions would be nothing like the lockdown that we had in Spain before. People will be able to leave their homes. The only uh, issue is that they will not be able to leave um, unless they are, in fact, going for something uh, justifiable or considered to be an emergency or something of extreme importance uh, or force majeure, such as going to work, going to the doctor, going to a school or an academy to help the elderly. There are conditions that allow people to go out. Uh, but so far, within the confined areas, uh, in Madrid, for instance, we have confined areas and non-confined areas. Uh, people within the confined area can only move within their particular area and not go to the non-confined areas unless they actually work there. Now, the idea would be, if the uh, new restrictions are imposed, that uh, the whole of Madrid would then be restricted. Um, The uh, new restrictions do include 11 towns and cities in Spain, 10 of which are in the Madrid region, including the capital city. How did Spain get here? It appeared that after the first wave, the Spanish government had taken some pretty direct steps to curb community spread of this virus and ensure that the population was able to quickly identify hotspots and ensure that there wouldn't be further spread from those areas. But like many countries, it 
is now dealing with a second wave. What was the story like in Spain and what took place to get the Spanish population into the second wave? Well, I think in order to understand where Spain is at the moment, uh, we should uh, know that in the last 14 days, the infection rate per 100,000 inhabitants in Spain is over 300. Whereas, for instance, in Italy, it's down to 33 per 100,000. In France, it's 185. Spain has the worst figures. Now, Spain did manage to get the virus down to uh, zero deaths and very few infections when we had the uh, extreme lockdown. But that meant people could not leave the house. People could not go to work. Businesses were shut. There was no activity. Therefore, if there's no contact between people, there cannot be transmission. We knew that once lockdown was lifted, that um, infections would obviously increase. The problem has been that um, the growth of infection has got out of hand. On the one hand, uh, people are saying that there are not enough uh, contact tracers. I don't know if that's what they are known like in uh, the U.S. People who trace uh, who infected uh, people have been in contact with. Not enough of uh, these people working in that area. Also, Public transport has not increased its frequency. We have had huge crowds in the mornings and in the uh, early evenings for people going to work and coming back. Also, public gatherings, uh, family reunions, celebrations, all of these have been identified as uh, serious reasons as to why Spain has uh, such a bad infection rate at present. And when it comes to the government in Spain, have the people been responsive to the directives put forth to ensure social distancing and mask wearing takes place? Has there been growing pressure on the government based on how the outbreak was handled early on? In Spain, uh, political life is very, very divided between left and right, between the uh, governing PSOE, the opposition PP, uh, the popular party, and uh, people's opinions as to how the situation was handled depends very much on their, sim- uh, their, their affiliations and uh, which party they support. Uh, generally, I think that the uh, government has made mistakes. They have recognized that. Uh, several times. This is a situation which has caught most countries out, and most countries reacted very, very slowly. Now, when lockdown was lifted, it was done so under immense pressure from the opposition as well, uh, in order to get the country working again, the country running, because the economy is going to suffer tremendously. Um, So uh, once that happened, we knew that uh, the infections were going to increase. But I do think that public response to the lifting of the restrictions has not been good. We have seen many examples of public gatherings, demonstrations, parties, celebrations, uh, various events that have taken place. In fact, they're even considering allowing uh, spectators back into sporting events, even if it's 
in small numbers, in the same way as they've done in France, as they're considering to do in the UK. And all of this can only worsen the situation. In fact, a lot of people here are saying we're not even experiencing the second wave in Spain at the minute. What is happening is a continuation of the first wave, which was only interrupted because of lockdown. You've been listening to Spanish journalist Carlos Castellanos. We'll be right back. For the future, in the coming weeks and months, are you confident that infection rates will be curbed in Spain? There are countries around the world who are dealing with similar scenarios, varying degrees of severity. But Israel, for example, beat their first wave of COVID-19 only before having a massive second wave that basically got to a, a place both politically and medically that was out of control. And I think that's a big question for a number of countries across Europe. What does this mean for the coming weeks and months? And, and do you feel that this can be curbed by the end of the year? To be honest, I don't think it will be. And I do think this is a situation that will drag on well into 2021. For instance, if we look at Italy, Italy is still in a state of emergency. And the government is looking to prolong the state of emergency until January of next year. In Spain, the state of emergency ended on the 21st of June. That means that the government had less powers to impose controls. Uh, and that left all of the power to the regional governments, some of which have been stricter and others have not. Uh, therefore, with... Um, or without, I should say, a single uh, control, a central control from the government, I think it's a lot more difficult for any situation like this to come under control, uh, under, um, under, under the right type of control. I think um, unless we get the right treatment or the right vaccines coming out um, soon enough, I do believe that in Spain the situation will drag on for quite a bit longer. I, if I give you some figures here, which I have, um, the number of infected has now reached 758,000. The number of dead is officially put at 31,411, although unofficial figures put the figure much higher at 55,000. Uh, people hospitalized... Um, 11,147, and 1,500 in intensive care. Now, the uh, new restrictions that have been imposed say that any town of over 100,000 inhabitants that has uh, 500 uh, people infected per 100,000 will go in lockdown if also they have 35% or more of people in intensive care as COVID sufferers. Also, if they have 10% of positive tests or over, that will also be a reason for these areas to be confined. So as you see, the um, restrictions appear to be on the surface quite strict, but I can tell you that people are still moving freely from uh, non-restricted areas into restricted areas and vice versa. Just yesterday, I was in Madrid and I put it to the test and I parked my car in what is now a restricted area and I moved freely without anyone stopping me, without 
any police in sight, and I moved towards a non-restricted area and then back to pick up my car. Now, with situations like that and with so little control, it's difficult to see how this is going to improve. You rightly note that this is something that could continue well into next year. And as we've seen before, around the world and in Spain, the stress that these sorts of numbers have on the medical systems can be just immense. Carlos, I really appreciate your perspective on all of this on the ground in Madrid. Carlos Castellanos, a Spanish journalist, joining us today on the Fox News Rundown Global Pandemic Podcast. Carlos, thanks again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.